I guess right now I'm collecting data on what it's like to suck. <laughs> um, this is the machination log recorded December 10th, 2016 with Matt Smeda and David Paddock. So, so I guess more specifically, like I, I have not really been, I have not been doing the daily tracking thing, like tracking daily habits. I just kind of fell away from that. You see, when I got back from Florida, I didn't immediately jump back on to to the daily tracking thing, Uh-oh. and then and then I kind of like I have like this spreadsheet that I just track a couple things on, like bedtime, like meditation, like journaling, and I was just like, eh, I'm really good at this now, so I don't need to keep tracking it. And that was kind of a fucking disaster. Yeah, that's how that goes pretty much every time. It's incredible how many times I've had to relearn that. I don't know how many times you've done that, but the number of times I have to relearn that I I need the training wheels on. Mm -hmm. Just, it is so easy to forget the last time and to think that you finally have a grasp on it. But no, that structure, that structure is absolutely necessary. Yeah. So, so just a little check in with the self. It's not that. It's not that involved. No, not at all. And yet, and yet, it's so necessary. (laughs) So it's like, okay, you learned that lesson. It doesn't. It doesn't take a lot. So just go do it. What's wrong with you? And then, and then I think about that. I have that thought, and I'm like, yeah. Well, I'm feeling all stubborn, and it's like, you think it's so fucking easy, huh? Well. I got news for you. I'm going to stay in bed and be late for this podcast with David. That's right. So, yeah, that that's that's too bad. What do you want to get done that you're not getting done? That's that's a part of it too though. So, I guess that I feel like I don't need this daily tracking thing because I don't really know what that is and I feel like I might be kind of afraid to go and to go and do something. Basically, that's a non-answer to your question. Well, but it's it's an important it's an important response, nonetheless, because it sure. it suggests that there's and it's hard to tell which one's the chicken and the egg in this instance. Specifically, uh, whether it's that you have a goal that you are simply delaying, or that you in fact really don't have one, um, mm-hmm. and one of those is obviously easier to fix than the other, but they both suck. Um, sure. Everyone, I assume, goes through them. Yeah, so so I guess a couple months ago, I had the goal of of doing the best job that I could on this exam that I had, and then I took the exam. I took that trip to Florida afterwards, and then I came back here, and it's like, okay, I, I, I have a clean slate now. I don't really have anything to do except like go show up at work and do a do a reasonably good job at the office. Um, so, so not having anything else, and I guess being presented with that, with that clean slate, like that, here, now you've got to decide the next big thing that you're working on, and I don't know what that should be. Hmm. Do you ever keep track, I mean, I guess you, you've done some nominal amount of journaling, it wouldn't necessarily, it doesn't necessarily sound like it falls into that category. Do you ever do you ever keep track of stuff that you think that you might want to get back to at some point? Um not really. Is that cuz things don't occur to you or just cuz you don't uh 
just because it doesn't occur to you to write them down? I think the reason is because I know that I'm going to have to come back to this study for actuarial exam thing. And having like a month or two off between those month long study sessions, it just makes me think like, okay, well, the best thing to do is to just take a break and get ready for that next study cycle. So there's essentially no time to go do something like that. Um, or at least that's the limiting belief that I've given myself that there's no time to do something else. Mm-hmm. And then I just like, I take a big ass break, but that break doesn't make me feel better. It just makes me feel like, like a loser. Yeah. I could, well, I can imagine I mean, that's yeah. taking a month off between being, and there's maybe there is a group of people that benefits from vacations that way. Yeah. Um, I, I certainly do not fit into that mold. <laughs> I don't imagine you do either, given some of the things that you seem to want to get up to. <laughs> I, I think that's correct, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't seem to work. I, I have a rolling bunch of projects. And granted, I mean, my overhead for all of this stuff is relatively high, but it's, it's evolved to be that high because anything below what I've got right now, and I end up falling off the wagon. I mean, I, I feel incredibly fortunate that the system I've got set up right now is still working as well as it is, even though I've had lapses on it. Um, From the listeners right now, a round of applause for David for keeping this up. That's right. Keeping this house. No, there's... um. <laughs> and for those of you that want to see what that looks like, that's the Schema Du Jour page on the website right now over at machinationlog.com. That's definitely still in flux, but it's mostly settled down right now. It's uh, 90 minute slots during the day, which again is something we can, Matt, we can potentially talk about the, uh, the flow of a work day. But I yeah. find that given that I have the leeway in my job most days to, um, to break the day down into chunks like that, I, I find that to be incredibly valuable. Do you have some kind of physical timer that you use? Do you just time that off on your cell phone or something? Yeah, I time it on my cell phone specifically. Um, I would use the time timer, uh, mm-hmm. which is a device I picked up from reading a book called Sprint, which is basically a project management book for getting pilot programs off the ground. Um, the time timer is a physical, it's just a physical clock uh, egg timer that has a red dial. So it's got better spatial awareness, but it only goes to an hour uh, so, to oh, do, yeah. so to do 90 minutes and to just hold on to it for the whole day. Um, I'm kind of hoping that there's an app that would do this better since the app that I'm using is very old and is probably mm-hmm. in danger of being discontinued by Apple during their sweep through their app store, um, oh, which they're doing right now. But the app is called 3030. It's mm-hmm. 30 slash 30. And it looks like it's mostly built for like exercise routines, but it works um, It works very well for this particular purpose. It has all the, the bells and whistles that you'd want. Um, like if you need to not merely pause or move on between different tasks, but it also lets you add or subtract minutes in real time and all. It's, oh, cool. It's, it's a very fully featured thing. Um, I don't know if there's an Android version of it, but um, I would recommend looking into that if you need a device of that kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should you should get some kind of backup ready just in case, though, because if you have that, I don't know, single point of failure, I could imagine your life 
just coming apart at the seams if they get rid of that app. It's just going <laughs> to totally fall apart. Oh, like, no. Uh, we don't have 30-30 anymore. What's going to happen? You just, I, like, end up like me this morning and just don't get out of bed. I, I, don't, I don't know what I would do. I've looked. <laughs> I, have, I have very sincerely looked for a replacement for it, and there's nothing. Nothing seems to work quite as well. Okay. Um, I think I'll. I, I think I can probably survive without it. Uh, okay. Maybe. Well, I hope I'm, we don't have to find out. Yeah. No. It's soon. God willing. <laughs> God willing, this contingency never comes into play. But um. Well, that's really cool, though the schema du jour thing. So I know you published that on your website somewhat recently. I think within the last two or three weeks. Yeah. Um, and I think. Well, I wonder. Do you think that publishing that on your website? held you to a higher standard or something like that absolutely and, okay <laughs> without question writing it writing it is making sure that i'm actually doing it even more than talking about it on the podcast that's so good yeah it it helps a lot which again i is largely the uh, the att- the attempt to publish what i'm doing is inspired by your calendar from a couple of months ago um, man maybe i should draw some inspiration from myself of a couple months ago you you should <laughs> you you from a couple months ago was very inspirational and helpful. So yeah. you should uh, you should pull on your own past. I, I gotta go. I gotta go and take a look at that. I have I have been um, working on something. So so last month in November, I did. I was doing this daily tracking thing, working on the secret project, and the secret project is now has now been revealed. Um, mm. I I started a blog. Um, so so I did not start it. In November, though, I did not start publishing it, but I started working on it so that I could kind of build up some kind of buffer so that when I did release it at the beginning of this month, December 2016, um, I would have I would have the momentum going. So that's that's that did kind of work. And I have stuck to the schedule that I set up for myself which is to publish on Sundays and Thursdays for December. And that's been working so far. Yeah. I've been coming through that stuff. I'll plug it for Matt since he doesn't want to. It's uh, mattsmeda.wordpress.com, which, which is barely a plug since you'd have to be able to spell his last name. So <laughs> you're basically screwed. I, I, I could probably find a better... Um, url but for now don't worry about it man your name your name is perfect because no one takes it (laughs) so you can just use it everywhere you got the pros and cons you're right yep yeah and there are by the way a couple other m's in my family m's meta but i seem to have nabbed that username on all the websites there you go so pioneer. yes Uh, what is but yet describe the blog yeah, so I've been I've been writing about. Somebody asked me the other day what the blog was about, and I had never been asked that question before. And I was my my immediate response was, "It's about everything." And then I looked back on that a couple minutes later and was like, "Man, what a horrible answer to that question, man! It's it's ex- extremely non compelling. I don't want to visit your fucking blog that's about everything. Tell me what it's about." And yet, now here we are, I'm being presented with this question again, and I have no better response than to say, the blog is about everything. No, it's okay. I think the question, 
the question I want is a little, I, I'm trying to guide it a little more than just subject matter because I would have exactly the same problem describing the machination log. <laughs> the machination log is literally whatever I want to podcast about. Sure. Um, and that does tend to fall into a couple of specific categories, um, like in-depth critical review, uh, talking about process, and recently way too much political nonsense. But the, um, <laughs> so it ends up falling into camps pretty naturally. But um, what is the, what is your method for writing the blog? What, um, not where do you sit down necessarily, but actually, no, you know what? Let's just back up all the way. Sure. Write us a blog in a, paint us a word picture of writing a blog for this thing. All right. So when I did the most of the writing for this blog, by the way, I have not really been writing it this month. I'm just still posting the posts that I wrote in November On it. and in no and in November, I was still doing that, that screens off, then bedtime thing. Screens had to be off at 9 p.m. I had to be in bed by 10. So what I was doing was procrastinating on writing the blog every night. And I'd be like, all right, well, the computer's off now. So I have to pick up a pencil and a piece of paper and just start writing it because I have to like I have to keep my word to myself. So that's what I do. The computer would be off because I wouldn't be allowed back on it. And I'd have my pencil, which is, by the way, it's a, uh, a Pentel Kerry 0.5 millimeter. It's black. I'm holding it in the camera so David can see it right now. Um, I think it's my the favorite. camera's turned off. It's my favorite pencil. Oh, you can't see me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this whole time that you were able to see me. <laughs> Shit, I'm sorry. I got to turn my camera on. That's fine. But anyway, I'm turning it uh, on. Uh, um, there you are. Yeah, here I am. All right. Um, so, so anyway... I would, I would take my favorite pencil and I'd write on this little legal pad of paper that I had. And yeah, I'd just sit down at my desk, which was clean back then. Right now it's like clustered with a bunch of crap. Um, it goes to show how my life has gone to shit. It's got a mug on it, a pile of books, my pair of sunglasses, pair of regular glasses, and so on. But anyway, we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about the writing process. So... My goal was to write f at least 500 words per night. So it didn't have to be a full post. Some of the posts ended up being longer, and I have like, like half posts or three-quarters posts written that just hit that 500-word mark. And I was like, all right, fine. You hit the goal. You don't need to continue. And I don't want to continue, so I'm just going to stop here. Um, so those posts need to, need to be finished up. I've got... I've got those that are just like sitting in the drawer at this point. Um, but yeah, that was it. So, so I'm alluding now to the fact that I was trying to make it super simple for myself. I've got the goal, got the 500 word thing. The quality doesn't need to be the best. Like, yes, ideally I would like to put out good quality stuff, but at these beginning phases, I just need to get something on paper so that I can publish something. I yep. got to make this super easy on myself because I wanted to get this thing off the ground for a while. But, and now that I've started, this is like the only opportunity. If it stops, then I see it as like, like a death sentence for this whole project. So making it easy and just making the barrier to entry rather low and then sticking to that was the key. Yep. I, that, uh maps pretty well to the way that the machination log has been working. So, and I, Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, if I go, I think the longest I've ever gone was two weeks. 
Um, and even that, I mean, it, there was one part of that description that scared me a little bit. I mean, I do these podcasts because as soon as I started doing them, I, I really like a lot of what goes into the creation of a podcast, uh, mm-hmm. at least partially because I'm not good at it, um, which means that it's something that I can improve on in a very flow type way. Um, the part that creeped me out a little bit, though, is you said 500 words, whether or not you and you you can stop there and you were fine stopping there because you didn't want to write any more words than that. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's a weird, that's a weird sticking point there. Uh, it, it suggests that you have reasons for writing the blog that are beyond writing itself, which is not inherently bad. I mean, there's plenty of things a blog can provide you aside from rhetorical practice. Um, but it seems like it'll be harder to stick with if you don't like writing. I do like writing, um, but but I think the reason that I would give myself permission to stop at 500 words was I was tired and it was past my bedtime. Um, okay, that's and, and sometimes it would take it would take a lot to force those 500 words out, but I wouldn't let myself stop. So so sometimes it would become rather late before I was able to get that minimum amount out, um, and that's the reason why I would stop. And by the way, yes, there there are other reasons for writing this thing um, besides just the practice of writing. Like I just, I basically want to have some kind of some kind of home for myself on the web. Like besides my fucking Facebook page, yeah, that doesn't that doesn't count. Um, so so right now I see this as like just laying down that foundation. Well, not the foundation, but like the structure of that home for myself. So it's not just about the writing. It's it's about like putting some of myself out there on the internet. Yep, I can totally relate to that. I haven't really treated the machination log like a home that way until relatively recently. That was one of the that was one of the reasons I put the schema de jour on there is to start actually putting other pages because for the longest time that website was basically one page. It was just a scrolling RSS feed of podcasts and that's still, you know, that's fine. Um, that's what the meat of the content is, but it, it's limiting unnecessarily. There's a lot more you can do with that. Is WordPress, I I mean, WordPress is used by so many people. I assume it's a solid piece of software by now. Yeah, that's, that's the impression that I get. Again, like this was part of making it super easy. I didn't want to think about, I didn't want to think about it for too long. Like what kind of what kind of uh, logistics to use. And I just fell back. I guess when putting the whole thing together, I was like, my thought process was, all right, got to start a blog. What do I do? Oh, WordPress. Okay. I heard about, I heard about them before. Let's go there. Let's check out some of their sites. All right. looks pretty solid. looks pretty easy to use. Let's go. Um, and, and I know later, like if I want to change to somewhere else, I've got options. Like, first of all, I've got all this stuff saved all my, uh, blog posts saved locally on my computer, so I can just fall back on that if I want to. But also, I know WordPress has like an export feature, right. so if I want to go somewhere else, I can just learn how to use that. Yep. No, it's I pick Squarespace for the same reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I have the technical facility to make my own website, but I don't want to waste time doing that. The point is yeah. to have stuff on the web, not to over design that stuff and granted i i've wasted a lot of time on squarespace's templates to make them look right so in some (laughs) sense i ruined that i ruined that dream right out of the gate 
and I'm well, on SoundCloud now so that people on Android can hear the thing and yeah, uh-huh. there's yeah. Well, if if you didn't have the support of Squarespace or a similar service, I imagine you could spend a lot more time just like tweaking stuff. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah you're, you're tweaking stuff now with the templates, but if you just like I, I don't know why you use a, a fucking text editor editing the HTML. I don't know. There's that, th- there's ways around it that aren't quite <laughs> that crude, but yeah, no, I, it's absolutely. I could be wasting a lot more of my time. Right. And that's not the point. Yeah, that's not the point. The point is to get some kind of context out, uh, some kind of content out there. Yep. Um, well, I, I don't know. I'm kind of imposing a point on you. I, I'm, no, that's fine. I'm asserting, <laughs> David, your point is blah, blah, blah. That's, that's, I, I accept this. Okay. I accept this at face value. <laughs> okay. My job is content generation. I am part of the 21st century. No, it's the, uh, no, I just need somewhere. Uh, again, that's not Facebook. I mean, I'm okay using Facebook because for the same reason everyone's okay using Facebook because it's where everybody already is. But, sure. um, but no, it's nice to have, it's nice to have a little fully customizable slice of the web to, uh, yeah. Yeah. to do bullshit on. And if Facebook falls apart, then you can fall back on that later. You can be like, well, machination, machinationlog.com is a place to be, even though Facebook is like a tire fire at this yeah. point. So if that ever happens, then, then you're good. No, Facebook's going to take the internet down with it. So that's you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're tied to get their fates are twisted uh-huh. in such a way. Um, but how you, is, oh, sorry. Yeah. So, so you said that your job is like content generation that I see that as, as my job on this blog now too. Like, like that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to, trying to lay down some, some good stuff. Um, and, and I have, well, okay. Not necessarily good yet it's just stuff it's to lay down some stuff yeah and that's that's what i've been doing or at least an outside spectator would see that Mm. um but yeah i kind of feel fraudulent at this point because like i'm putting this stuff out there but i haven't really been working on anything this month like december 2016 i've just been what the fuck ever nothing not not actually really doing anything so what's stopping that how do we take I, this block off your tire or some other metaphor that works better? <laughs> I just start. I mean, that's, that's the, that's the thing that I keep coming back to. Like I, I just need to start. got to clean my room. I got to write down some things that I want to do and then do it. It's not that hard. So why haven't you done that? <sighs> I don't know. Well, you got to find that first. You have paper. Yeah, I know you have a pencil. You showed me the pencil. That's true. And as a matter of fact, I do have a piece of paper. All right, it's right here. So I think I think you know what you need to do. Then yeah, I got to I got to write some stuff down. No, I got to I got to listen to a bunch of podcasts first, and like listen to other people telling me what to do first. And then it's like eight p.m. And then I've thrown a day away, and then I haven't decided on something to do, and then I just go to sleep. Look, I'm not going to undervalue getting psyched. I'm full of those <laughs> kinds of podcasts. I was listening to the Jocko podcast, not what, how long have we been here? Right before this, I was listening to The Darkness as a form of motivation. For those of you who haven't listened to Jocko Willing's podcast, basically his job is to tell you about how awful everything can be um, with the aim of making everything seem better. 
I've never listened to his podcast before. I've I've listened to Jocko appear on other people's podcasts. Yeah, but, he's on Tim Ferriss. Okay, so so wait a second. Is uh, okay. I just I'm writing this down. I gotta go check this out. <laughs> but wait a second. Should I be writing down to go check out Jocko's podcast, or should I be writing down to go like actually work on something for myself? I, I mean, th- it depends on whether or not Jocko is for yourself. You should probably write both of them down. And then write down a third item to do a uh, pro and con list on your other to-do items. So you can turn your to-do list into a spreadsheet. This is perfect. Yeah. Okay, I've I've written down these things. And after you and I are done recording this, I'm going to have another coffee. And then I'm going to to do this. All right. Okay. Did you say you, uh, speaking of Tim Ferriss and uh, the the brand of obsessive that we're into. This is totally germane. Uh, you said you, you have a copy of tools of Titans on order. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm in line at the library. I'm, I'm like number 11 to get a copy of this book. So I anticipate that I'll, that I'll see it in like May or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> in like five or six months. Yeah. It's been a good thick book so far. I- yeah. I had it yeah. pre-ordered. I haven't read any of Tim's other books, but mm-hmm. there's uh, the having a handbook full of the kind of stuff that is in a book like Tim Ferriss. I just like having those kinds of books around. Like I have a copy yeah. of the war of art that I really like the war of art. Uh, for those of you who have not heard of it, um, it's by a guy named Stephen Pressfield. And it's just, it, it is a book that tries to use the, the aesthetic of the art of war talking about how you should be against your opponent and your opponent is mentioned in this like shadowy manner and you're supposed to match them for their shadowiness and be unpredictable. Basically Mm -hmm. his premise is against the resistance and resistance is the capital R resistance that just keeps you from achieving your goals. And everything is centered around this anthropomorphized version of the thing in your head that keeps you from doing what you want to do. Um, And it's, it's a concise book and it's got nice little chapters in it. And it's, it's not quite like aphoristic. It's not like quotes necessarily, but as far as just getting you in a mindset to overcome, um, bullshit excuses, it's really good for that. Have you been able to identify what that thing is in your head that keeps you from, from your goals? Does that, does that thing change? Yeah, it, it changes. That's, that's kind of the treatise of the book is that the resistance is as sneaky as you are. Mm-hmm. Um, it changes form depending on what you're doing, and it's it's essentially just a it's a genetic mechanism <laughs> that makes you not want to do things that you I, should do. I, I've he- I've heard you say on the podcast before, and and also to me that your brain is like your worst enemy. Yeah, well, and I I think most other people are simply delusional about the degree to which their subconscious mind sabotages their <laughs> their aspirations. <laughs> I don't think I'm alone in that. Yeah. Um. We could, it's it's a great thing to blame. It's like, oh, sorry, I, I can't. Sorry, boss, can't come in today. It's like my brain, my brain's getting in the way again. Stupid brain. Yeah, that's what it feels like. So, mm-hmm. little switches. Yeah, um, I I do think that there are some some other other reasons for my for my inaction right now that I'm not really comfortable talking about on the podcast. That's fair. Um. So, so I'm, I'm talking about some of these, but but some of them are more hidden. And you and I can talk about this 
off the air later um, if if you'd like to. But yeah, I'll I'll just throw that out there. Sure. Intrigue. Uh. <laughs> no, I mean of course that's there are always the the obnoxious variables of time and space that mm-hmm. uh, come into each of these things. Um, but in any case, uh, that is more than enough for uh, this lovely Saturday afternoon, Matt, unless you want to talk about anything else in particular. Um, I think that's about it. But but I'll also throw in here that I, I learned that through my job, they offer they offer services from, well, they offer therapy for free, several therapy sessions with a psychologist. So I took them up on that and I decided, you know what, like I, I don't think I'm depressed, but I like to, I like to preempt these kinds of things. Cause I could certainly see myself like heading in that direction if this sort of thing continues. Certainly. So, so I went for, for a first session on Monday of this week and I have I have high hopes for it. It was I think it was a good investment of my time, and I, I think it was it was successful. And I would encourage. I mean, based on my very limited experience so far, I know that. Well, yeah, based on my limited experience so far, I would encourage someone to check this kind of thing out. I know this is kind of stigmatized. It's like kind of taboo. Oh, you're going going to therapy like you're some kind of crazy guy, um, but. But I don't know. I think I think that we should talk about our problems with people. See, that's that's an interesting take on it because I used to sort of implicitly think that that's the way people thought about therapists, and then it I I started hearing enough anecdotes and asked, her, and it seems like I might be the only person I know who hasn't been to a therapist before. Yeah, because I went to a bunch of psychiatrists, which is basically the same thing, except they prescribe you drugs for things you don't have. Um, yeah, I, I really like. I wrote down before I went there, no drugs. I'm not. I'm not getting on any drugs, no matter what. That's a that's a reasonable expectation if you don't have an obvious medical problem. So yeah, yeah, and and, and I feel like I don't know whatever kinds of things that I have right now. <laughs> listen to me talking about this, like I like I know what I'm talking about. Anyway, any kind of thing that I have right now can probably be solved by taking action myself and not just like taking a drug. But I, I, okay. I I don't want to try and give anywhere near medical advice because I have no fucking clue what I'm talking about. I would love to give medical advice, but I'm (laughs) legally not allowed to. So, (laughs) but no, it's, uh, so I mean, I've heard that I there must be a lot of therapists because something about therapy is useful. I would hope. Mm-hmm. Um, well, certainly, good luck with that. That's a um, that's its own ordeal. Which, of course, like I just said, I can't in any way inform you on uh, one yeah. way or the other, aside from what I learned in school, which is that um, psych drugs are basically all terrible for you. Mm. And you got that part, so you're way ahead of the curve. Perfect. Yeah. Well, Matt. All right, David. (laughs) Thanks for being part of the machination. Absolutely.
Mm-hmm. I've got a big old stupid essay I'm writing right now. For the introverts? Yeah, it's going to be, I, I'm going to, this is like the third time I've tried to do this, but I have, I have enough momentum this time. I might actually get it done. I'm going to do, I'm doing an essay on the last, the fur convention I went to at the beginning of this month. Um, and this is the first time I've had a work ethic in place for long enough. That's stable enough that I think I might actually finish it because <laughs> I've never, I've never been able to do that. Like all of the, um, all the introverts episodes are three to 4,000 words mm-hmm. and that's not enough to cover a convention. I need like six or seven. I've never written something I've published. That's that long. Yeah. Um, because I almost always lose interest in it before that happens. Um, but I've got I, I'm using the 90 minute slot thing and it's working pretty well. I can write. Could about, you could you lock yourself in a room? No, I'm terrible with that. That's this. I can't force myself to work. That's <laughs> if if I've learned anything about all these routines, it's that if I don't have internal motivation to work, I, my my willpower is exceedingly limited. Mm. Um, I have to build an environment that allows me to work. Um, I'm all carrot and no stick. Sure. The um, but it's working okay. I mean, I write. I can put together about 300 rhetorically sound words an hour. Mm-hmm. So I'm expecting this to take until the end of the month. Um, but it seems possible that I won't be able to pull that off. So that would be very cool. Nice. And with with the, with the convention, it's like, hey, has anybody read? Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. I read it like like 17 years ago. Yeah. I read like the first quarter of it. Oh, great. That was fine. <laughs> yeah. That was more than I expected. I expected more people to show up and fewer of them to have caught the joke. Okay. Um, so it actually, I my expectations were not entirely met. I had a suspicion there wouldn't be anybody in the room, but it mm-hmm. was... That was only confirmed later. And that was because they counter-programmed the hell out of that panel. There were nine panels going yeah. on at the same time oh, as good. that panel. <laughs> like, Holy shit. It was not good. I kind of want to do that panel multiple times just to see what kind of variation in what gets talked about might happen. Because uh, I don't want to throw away all of the reading I did. Like yeah. I annotated the shit out of that book. I saw I saw that picture of that, and you yeah. you you put the uh, caption on that picture. Like I'm finally using the techniques that I learned in college. Now, now I use. Yeah. No, it's something like that. Yeah. No, I, I had to get out of school for a long time to actually <laughs> use any of the techniques I learned there. Uh, I was too busy hating them while I was in school. Mm-hmm. I get to apply those to my EMT book that just showed up. Uh, EMT, emergency medical tech. Yeah, really. I'm not going to get certified because that costs money, but the textbook yeah. is a buyable thing, and it wasn't yeah. that expensive. So yeah, and, and well, certification and actually having the knowledge of how to save someone's life or like give give good first aid. That's like it might be useful in yeah, theory. Yeah, exactly. Like it's theoretically actually a useful skill. So yeah. I'm trying to acquire more of those. Man, I, like- I, I don't know if you've been on Facebook in the last since I post I posted like yesterday. We had a uh, we had a board game meet at Patrick's house and we played this. It wasn't specifically Trivial Pursuit, but it was a trivia based game. And <laughs> me and Jacob were on a team, 
And of the like 12 questions we got asked, we got exactly zero questions correct. <laughs> and I woke up today and it's like, I was actually, I felt really good about that. Because <laughs> it, impli- it, it implies that I'm, that whatever I know doesn't fit into the category of what is literally called trivia. <laughs> so I, I was totally fine with that. Nice. That's really good. <laughs> it's like, okay, this brain, it's only for good stuff. Yeah, I, like, I don't, on. please don't, please don't <laughs> stuff. And it was actually, it's funny because it would remind me of, I don't know if you're familiar with Patton Oswalt. Uh, I am. Okay. He has a joke in one of his acts where he like sings two um, car dealer jingles. Uh-huh. And then he literally, he's talking about doing like an EMT class for his daughter like I've taken two child CPR classes and I can't remember whether I'm supposed to breathe into her first or pump the chest first. <laughs> and that joke has like stuck with me. <laughs> like it it's re- it really stuck in my head that it's like this is this is an actual genuine problem I'm going to try to not have. Yeah. Um so I feel like I'm actually I feel like that's working okay. Perfect. So, uh, so next, when I come down to Florida, I'll ask you what you're supposed to do first with CPR. Do you breathe or pump first? Yeah, and I won't know <laughs> by then because that's going to be on the back burner until January. But oh, okay. Yeah. So, so I'll I'll leave you a note on your house and say like, do not open before January fifteenth. And you open it, and you'll be like, David, five seconds. What do you do first? Please, please remit to me via the self-addressed posted envelope. And then you throw it in the trash and light the trash can on fire. Yeah. Just like I do with all my notes. 